go from wherever, but I mean, are you about ready, you think? Yeah, I think so. I mean, everything terrifies me when I haven't done it before, so. This shouldn't be that terrifying. As I say, the whole point of the podcast is just me talking and and then getting guests, and it's what I find interesting or whoever I get in. So, so you will, you know, fill in like yeah. awkward spaces. I mean, people listen to my solo podcast, and all I do on them is rant for thirty minutes about whatever's on the topic of the day. So, I am good with a rant. I'll just put that out there. That's good. That I me. like, yeah. So, run away, and I'll join in with any rant that you have as well. <laughs> But on that note, we'll get underway more formally as we we go in. So welcome to the podcast, Yana. Welcome to Yelling at Hi. I also realized I don't actually know your last name. Yeah, well, my last name is a secret. I don't have one. I'm like Cher. No, I'm not. It's Yana Lawson. (laughs) I'm just joking. (laughs) Yeah, I was kind of, I was looking through the Instagram feed and I was just like, Yana, I don't actually know who this, this person's full name. I just know. Yeah, yeah. So it's Yana Lawson. And um, yeah, so the, the first name sounds like I'm going to be really interesting. And I'm, I'm like all cultured with this uh, this interesting sounding name. And then you get to Lawson and you go, oh no, she's. I don't know. <laughs> it's a very, it's quite a, Yana's quite like an Eastern European name. Like Yeah, exactly. And, and a lot of people have said that, but um uh, yeah, apparently my dad just said there was a an it woman in the in the fifties, like right. a singer, model, it woman or something like that. That he he liked the name of, and her name was Yana, and he just changed the spelling of it to how he wanted it to suit. That's nice. I, I think... So usually, I think Eastern European names are spelt with a J, um, yeah, I can see that, yeah. and there's an R in there, and maybe a H someone in there as well somewhere in there but yeah, yeah but mine is basically anna with a y on the front it yana. It but it's, it's spelled yana i suppose yeah i guess you i mean my name's terrible for being spelled and misspelled because there's about four ways to spell graham so graham. Yeah. graham yeah yeah and I, when i meet um usually south african people they can't pronounce my name how did i say it well they, they really go hard on the h so instead of coming out as Graham, it comes out as Graham, and I'm and yeah. That's, that's really yeah, I, I find the South African um, accent really uh, interesting, and all I ever come down to is that sketch on Alan Partridge, uh, where he's going, "Alan, you can't," and he's like, "How how dare you call me that?" <laughs> ah, yeah. <laughs> no, I think yeah, names are names. Are, I don't know why why we've started off on names. On this. I've not even done a very good job of it. We've not even got into it, and I've just basically rambled on about my name phrases. That is kind of what I do. That's good. I mean, we'll we'll let I'll let you introduce yourself because people do a better job of introducing themselves. So, for the people listening and watching, who are you and what do you do, Yana? Okay, so um, my name's Yana Lawson, and I am an artist of some sort. I like painting, so I mainly focus on on painting. But essentially, I just like creating things. I think if you are a, a person that creates things, you're going to do that whether it's your job or not. You just essentially create things. So yeah, I'd say I just like creating things. 
Yeah, artist who creates things. That's, yeah. That's a solid thing. I mean, I, I obviously know you through your, your paintings. Um, yeah. I was also yeah. trying to think how I knew you, essentially. I mean, I think it would predominantly be Instagram. But I would say that there's a lot of uh, creatives that we have in common. Yeah. You're, you're one of those people who we, we have not different social bubbles, but we have like colliding social bubbles at random yeah. points where you're like, yeah. oh, actually, yeah, I know that person. So bubbles is an interesting word, isn't it? That's a word that's only really come about since COVID, you know, that we bubbles. use in that social circumstance. So. Can you ever think of a time when you used the word bubble when it came to a social group before COVID? Maybe like senior school. Yeah. Like, did you, yeah, like... <laughs> Not edgy enough for a squad. <laughs> I got my bubble. <laughs> no, like, yeah, I guess no like sorry. Clicks, Again, rambling off on a yeah. irrelevant subject. But yeah, I, I reckon that we just have um, there's that melody online, yeah. and I reckon that I probably found her through, found you through her. Yeah, yeah. And again, I found melody through her partner. Richard, yep. Richard, and um, because me and Richard worked together in a different job. Yeah, yeah. You can get this, it's it's still, I like those little overlaps. Like, yeah. it's like watching dominoes fall. Were you like? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think um, one thing I really like about the Instagram community is for that for art people. Mm. Um, I just found it ridiculously supportive. Uh, and I really really just I really like that especially at the minute because of COVID and we can't you know be getting out there and intermingling with with different people anyway and doing creative projects together for me the social media has really bridged that gap I mean I I looked back through your your Instagram feed did 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 my little bit of research research. roll back (laughs) see see how far it went Um, and you hadn't always been doing painting on instagram you didn't join as kind of this is my painting instagram or anything like that you joined as more like a personal instagram yes and then developed that over time how long ago was that definitely so i would say seriously now for about seven seven years oh okay or maybe five between five and seven years yeah um but i would say that um so it all come about through illness Really, Um, I'm classed as disabled because I have a brain disability. Um, So essentially the veins in my head are too small and fluid builds up around my brain quicker than it can drain off. So I get constant headaches and um, the pressure in my head corroded a hole through my ear canal, which meant that I could hear all my internal sounds. I could hear like my eyes moving in my sockets and my heartbeat constantly and I needed escapism and a a way out and um, a way of coping and uh, painting was definitely that to me so you know to me it's more than a career it's a lifeline yeah Um, I've since had a lot of surgery and um, painting was always something that I could do even when I was really ill Hmm. So when I was at my worst, I could still do abstract paintings and I could still, 
you know, just mess around creatively. Yeah. And it didn't have to be anything. It was all about the process. Yeah. So to me, that is key. It's yeah. It's all about taking something out of the job you're doing that isn't about money. And then, and there's essentially that that's what drives you forward. So when you, when you, I mean, obviously when you picked up painting, was this something which you hadn't done for years or was it just something you just suddenly decided I'm going to try it and see what happens? So I've, I've, um, it's always been one of my skill sets. Yeah. Being creative. Um, without being big-headed like yeah I don't know how to say that without like sounding like you're going oh yeah no I'm, I've yeah. always been doing that. <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with a little bravado I mean because I, I get that I get well when I'm drawing things and people tell me oh you're really good at drawing I'm like I can't draw I'm terrible at drawing I think, my I think I love your creative brain like to me the fact that you know where a, a line's gonna go a lot of the time before it does it when you it's not like you're looking at subject matter no. like I feel like everything comes from your your brain like your mind's eyes you know what I mean yeah I don't I don't use a lot of reference I just no. I let go and with I whatever's there use, I do use reference okay pictures in in nearly everything that I do like something oh, to, to look at that's so it's, it's such a different working style to what I do like I I what I, I tend to do is I I come up with an idea of what I want. So I'm kind of like, all right, cool. I'm going to draw a giraffe. And then I go, I try to draw a giraffe. And then <laughs> the bits I get wrong, I go, right, we're going to go double check how that looks on a giraffe. But I don't yeah. keep it there. I just get rid of it after I've seen it. And then I go back and go, okay, this is how it looked. And and re remake it in my own way, kind of. Yeah, I, I think I do that when when I get to the painting stage. Yeah. You know, so when I'm actually sketching and laying something out before I put the paint down. Yeah. So a lot of change uh, in my artwork when I start laying the paint down. Um, I think that's that's tr- probably true with, with most artists. Yeah. But yeah, so going back to what I was saying, so I worked, um, I was thrown out of school. Okay. So probably not the best example for young people but I was I was thrown out out for (laughs) I was thrown out for um I don't know the teachers might disagree with this maybe we have different versions in our head of what happened but um essentially I went to uh, an all-girls school it was Mm -hmm. quite quite strict and um I had to wear a blazer but I lost my blazer so, so I couldn't wear it and um and then they they said I couldn't come to college without a blazer so my mum borrowed a blazer right. from lost property because I had about a few months left of, of school so there was no point in buying another blazer for 50 quid you know yeah so I borrowed a blazer I went back into to school and then basically they found the blazer and then decided to have a go at me because I hadn't looked hard enough for the blazer and I just kind of went my name is sewed into the back of it. Yeah. If it's been left in a classroom for three weeks, why didn't the teacher send it back to me? Or send it to Lost Property where I've been going every day looking for it. Yeah. They didn't like me answering back. Of course not. So they started having to go at me more and then I just kind of went, not even my 
parents speak to me like that and then swapped out of school and then I, I wasn't allowed to come back in and I had to be escorted on the premises to do my GCSE exams. Wow. I'm not scary. I'm like five foot two, <laughs> like tiny, do you know what I mean? I'm not violent. I feel like that's a just, bad example. I was right? just very like matter of fact. It's teenage, um, right? Yeah. 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 Just being a bit self-assured and going, oh, I know what I'm thinking, so I'm oh, going to go do I've, one. I've always been very vocal, so yeah. maybe that's, sometimes it's a good thing and sometimes it's a hindrance. It's needed at times. <laughs> yeah, but luckily I still managed to get my GCSEs done yeah. and I did get an A star for art. Oh, you achieved so, what I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so... I've always had a, a, a talent there, mm-hmm. but I went on to do music oh, and right. and I was then in, in bands for quite a lot of years. Um, I I played a gig in front of Enter Shikari. That's, okay. That's a um, nice, nice little claim to flame. Then. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. nice, nice lads. Posher than you think. Yeah. Like, yeah, really, I could really, imagine really that. Well-spoken. Lovely, lovely lads, but yeah. probably no idea or won't remember me. But it was in St Albans, in in near, near London, just outside of London, St Albans. Yeah. So that was really, that was interesting. And we did a gig, we did a gig with Herman's Hermits. Herman's Hermits, I'm not. Yeah, they sang the song, something tells me I'm into something. Oh, really? Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> That's such a random one to throw in there. <laughs> I know. So obviously they're a very old band. Yeah. Um, but they've still got it, Graham. They've still got you it. You never lose it once you've got it, do you? Really? <laughs> like, if, you if you've written a bang, like an absolute banger like that, you don't, you don't lose yeah, that. They definitely start it. But they tour Europe a lot and things like that. And they yeah. were doing this gig in, in the UK and we supported them, which was really interesting. <laughs> So wait, hang on a minute. Wait, you you supported Enter Shikari and Herman Thomas. What no, music no, were you playing? <laughs> when Enter Shikari were in the audience and, and they All watched right. us. Okay. And Herman Hermans, we supported them. In a, in a what, what kind of music were you playing then? So we were playing. Um, so I should say the lad that I was gigging with at the time is a lad called James Basto. Uh-huh. And he is in the band Kings of Bears. Kings and Bears. Kings and Bears. Now. And they're they're a Lincolnshire band, and they they they're really 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 good. Um, they they do kind of uh, rock music, but there's a lot of reggae influence in there. There's a lot of funk influence in there as well. So really interesting sound to them. Um, but they're uh, they're doing really well at the minute. A lot of plays on on the radio. So mm. up and coming bands, yeah. Nice. I'm a little bit of jealousy there. Just a little bit. They do amazing. Yeah. And uh, so our band was literally just called Yana and James. James likes to say it was called James and Yana, but it was definitely Yana and James. <laughs> Yana and James sounds better. I don't, I don't know why. Maybe it's because you have to end on the concert. I'll get him to listen to this and yeah. Um, yeah, hear that. Yeah. We'll give him a shout out. So we definitely we have to agree that Yana and James sounds better. <laughs> Yeah, and James sounds like it should be like a seventies duo. We, we like were kind of and Cher. Yeah, yeah we, we we did sort of I'm not gonna lie, we did popular covers because in all honesty, in pubs and clubs, that's what people want to hear. They want to yeah. hear songs that they know that they can sing along to. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so we did a lot. Of, we did a lot of our own songs as well, but we did a lot of uh, just covers of popular songs, but in a folk style. So it was just acoustic. Nice. Yeah, I like exactly. it. Sounds chill. Yeah. But when I got seriously ill, I couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. And it broke my heart. And it was like, oh, you know, all I ever wanted to do. And mm-hmm. I had to find a new path. And uh, I did. Thanks to James's partner, who is my best friend. Ah. Jane. So she actually introduced me back to watercolour painting and just painting in general. Um, And then I started doing it and people started wanting to buy it. So it was almost, you know, validation in in that. that I'm I'm okay at this still. Yeah. And again, I feel like we're allowed that little bit of ego. Every so often. Yeah. Tiny bit. We're allowed I'm a fine artist. I just, I love doing what I do. I do it because it benefits and helps me. And to me, it's a massive bonus if I can make a career out of this. Yeah. Like I mean, that's I... what I want. That's what I'm working towards. Yeah. Obviously it's a constant slog in the art field of any kind. Like you need to have your fingers in a few different pies. Um, yeah. You know, we're so at the minute for people in theatres and, Obviously, yeah. That's that's kind of the crazy thing I found with this year, because we're still in 2020. Even though this will air in 2020, we're still in yeah. 2020. 2020 never ends. Right now. Um, that's the kind of like the crazy thing of seeing the the switch which occurred. Kind of 2019, you, you get a lot of live performances and a lot of theatre and art, and was getting a lot of attention. And then the sudden change to things which you could access online and yeah. where visual was huge like it just adjusted everyone's viewpoint of where the art focus should be and yeah yeah a hundred percent i mean you know the whole the whole world well the whole situation has been going on mm-hmm. what people have relied on has been the arts mm. you know it's um the television listening to music podcasts i i have listened to so many podcasts during this lockdown and i i i'm ashamed to say that i didn't before yeah um so I mean, i'm not ashamed i don't listen to podcasts <laughs> you just make them i just make them <laughs> i listen to maybe two podcasts yeah on a regular I basis just, i uh so which podcast do you listen to so i listen to uh last podcast on the left which okay. is um like horror and conspiracy and true crime they they cover those kinds of things oh okay i'm excited about that i love yep. stuff like that um and that's three guys who have been friends for ages and they used to do they used to do like talk radio and a couple of them are comedians right so it's kind of it's a bit boisterous but it's also really interesting because you get all the backgrounds on the crimes and the conspiracies and yeah yeah that. so they're, they're having a laugh yeah but they're uh, discussing interesting subject matter they lighten up what is a scary subject which is the way i think of it they take something which is horrifying like a serial killer and go actually we can joke about this to make ourselves comfortable and not leave the victims as the joke and that's the point Uh, i've just listened to a really interesting podcast about the um the next nexium call next nexium call Mm, which you don't know about it you'll have to look into it it's fascinating open a tab and type in next this man he's randomly ended up being able to get all of these 
sex slaves that are women oh. and just like have you found it is that the one with the there was like a high profile actress or something the woman from smallville yes that was it yes. yeah that's right oh so i do know bits about that yeah so um that i listened it was uh on a podcast called strange country i think uh, and that's just two two women just yeah just chattering away about it but yeah, yeah. very much enjoyed that uh, yeah, I'd, I'd recommend last podcast the other one i listened to is uh, essentially how did this get made um which is three comedians and they watch bad films <laughs> and then basically recount how these films what played out and just question how they got made and everything about that and they're just funny so that's that's so can I ask you a question? Is there any films that you watched when you were younger that was like, this is incredible, this is amazing, this is the best film ever? Then you've watched it again when you were older and gone, what was I talking about? So I'm probably a bad example of this. So essentially, I, I, I mean, I love films and I love bad films. So even when something turns out to be bad, yeah, I'm, I still hold on to it to like, or like I could watch Jumanji and someone will say, no, the effects in Jumanji are terrible. And I go, no, because Jumanji is fantastic. You will know. <laughs> I've seen Godzilla with Matt, Matt Broderick in it and gone, that is the best monster film ever made. But the only <laughs> film I can think which didn't really live up to it would be um, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back by Kevin Smith. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I, no, I love that film. Yeah. I love that film as a teenager. As and then I rewatched it and I was like, this is the dumbest thing I have seen. Yeah. And my friend Sean is like, no, 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 no. It holds up. They're, in, they're in dogma, aren't they? Yeah. And dogma is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And they just, he, <laughs> so, he just did a reboot of it. So they did, they did a reboot of Jay's Side of the Bush Drive Back. And is that the one where they're at the mall trying to stop something from happening? No, that's mall rats. No, this, um, I swear Cause, cause that's all the same universe. So okay. Kevin, Kevin Smith makes, he made Clerks, right, which yeah. had Jay and Silent Bob in it. And then he made Mall Rats, which had Jay and Silent Bob in it. But they weren't the focus. They were like side characters each time. And then he made Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, which was their standalone film. Yeah. And they, they tend to, they tend to appear in his other films, essentially. Um, so but I watched he, one recently where they're a, a bit older, I swear. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I, he, I watched that and thought, oh, this isn't. This it could have been the reboot because they did a reboot recently. I don't. Where they tried to stop the reboot from happening. I don't know that I'm ever that current. Oh, it, it was that, I think. Yeah, it could have been the, the reboot of James and I Oshawa. remember watching it and thinking, it's kind of nostalgic for me, but mm. also um, uh, I remember, you know, just looking at my phone quite a lot as well, yeah. <laughs> you know, Instagram. So. I don't feel like his, his films nowadays when he does comedy uh, something where you really need to pay attention <laughs> yeah yeah so um the film for me that mm-hmm. is exactly that and i spent years hyping it up to my partner as well being like oh this is this is brilliant you know i just love this film it's cracking i was like it's so scary it's like the scariest thing and then um and then we saw it this should have been a sign mm-hmm this should have been but we saw it for sale in a petrol station <laughs> okay yeah that's a good start so, you know that should have been a sign to say actually no it's mm. a terrible film yeah uh, but um but we bought it and i was like excited and we watched it 
awful. It was really, really shoddy. It was really bad. Uh, but that was Shocker. Shocker. That rings a bell. Why does yeah, that Yeah, so it was about that serial killer. Shocker. Who, um, he gets put in the electric chair. And then his soul or something goes into the elect into the electricity, and then right. he can go into other people and keep murdering people. Um, but yeah, at the time it was like scary. And it was so good, and, yeah. and then I watched it back, and I was like, I was literally like, I'm so I'm so sorry about this. When we was watching it, <laughs> I'm, I'm like ashamed. Yeah, it's, it's not good when you're having to sit through a film and apologize, apologize. for the film you're watching. It's directed yeah. by Wes Craven. Yeah, I know, but so you'd think. Yeah, it, you'd think there'd be some. You know, good. I'm essentially Wes Wes Craven. I don't know. It's a very old film, so maybe I just need to have a bit of respect for the fact that things have changed since. I mean, then. it came out in '89, according to the the list yeah. which I've seen. So it came out the year I was born. Oh, just a few years younger than me. Yeah, I'm only just there. Um, but no, that's, yeah, I, th- I think that, that finds with a lot of like stuff like that. There was, I was actually discussing with my brother um, at the, what what will be the start of the year. We, we're doing we did our podcast on nostalgic cartoons and the the styles which we saw as kids and why that kind of worked its way into our work as we got older and the stuff which we do and our, our own appreciation for culture now. So I need to ask: Did you ever watch a lot of um, Woody the Woodpecker? I wouldn't say a lot of Woody the Woodpecker, but I've seen Woody so, the Woodpecker. Yeah. 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 That's, that's yeah. like a Saturday morning cartoon, right? Yeah. yeah, I could do that. I suppose um, it might have been a little bit before your time, even. like the, I mean, the old Stark version cartoons. Oh. They, they redo everything, don't they? I don't know that, because this, this, this is a conversation I've had many a time. So, like, like, like with the Muppets. I, I love the Muppets. Fraggle Rock? Yeah, Fraggle Rock as well. Yes. Like, all of that. But that was essentially before my time. Yeah, yeah. But we watched it because it was what our parents showed us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my mum is very, uh, very, you know, very different, very similar to me in a lot of ways, but very different mm. in, she's in her 70s now. So she is from a lot older generation and she's quite religious, is my mum. So, okay, yeah. Yeah, so she really likes me watching things like Sound of Music and um, things that I really wasn't into. But, you know, when you were a kid and you have to watch what you've been put on a telly a lot of the time. So there was a lot of things that I watched when I was younger, which was like uh, Swiss Family Robinson and, you know, like, and I don't feel like things like that are played that much on television anymore. No, they're not. I mean, the only one which I can think of in that similar vein, which would be, would be something like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Oh, yeah. I mean, I or, love that. Man. Sound of Music. They they get a little bit of play. But like the one which always stuck with me was Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. And my mum used to love that film. But most people don't know of that film anymore. I don't, I don't know of it. Yeah, it's, it's a strange film. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I know of it. Well, I, I think it's it's a strange thing to see kind of like what does and doesn't work into your artwork. Like your artwork I found as well, from looking at it, is quite broad in terms of the topics you cover. Yeah, I I think that I think that's an issue, really. That's an issue. It's <laughs> 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 a problem. <laughs> I think in the uh art world, 
um it, it, it's not to me i get i get bored i'm very eclectic i'm very i mean my main focus i have to say is um animals mm -hmm. and women mm -hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> interesting in your life yeah like my friend jokingly once said to me that um she thinks that i mainly paint men as animals and that's that's why i paint okay. animals they're like that's interesting men. <laughs> but um i i paint yeah i paint a lot of um stuff that relates to the natural world yeah to me so um i very much relate to natural materials whether they be uh bones rocks mm. like um, organic figures woods yeah earth, like anything really earthy mm -hmm. um, and then so i do paint a lot of schools you do i uh, noticed that for some some reason but i'm also really reflective in uh, the mood the moods that i'm in Mm -hmm. And so I can't just say paint. And this is why I'm very bad at doing my commissions and keeping up with my commissions because I, I, I'm, I'm not strict on myself and I'm very yeah. much like, I feel this way today and I need to paint it to get it out. And that's not, and it sounds really pretentious and I'm not, I don't think I'm a pretentious person, but no. I think I'm getting more pretentious as I get older. <laughs> Everyone gets to a point where they're like, you know what? No, I'm just going to... Sell more and more artwork. I'm getting a bit, a bit more... Bit of a chip on your shoulder. Like, I'll do what I want today. You know. I don't know. But I mean, I have I, I have bought... Um, so to talk through it, I've got this this painting that I relatively uh, did not so long ago. Yeah. Um, and and it's a, it's a painting... It's a self-portrait, essentially, mm. with a sugar, sugar skull um painting on um, on my face yeah. and you know that is because i just lost my dad and i was trying to turn the grieving process into something more positive like not it's never going to be positive but the way the mexicans grieve is by celebrating um you know on all hallows eve and welcoming the dead back and and it just seems to have a lot more of a positive spin yeah uh, in Mexico say than it does in in the UK yeah. and I was trying to turn that feeling of that grief and loss actually into something just a bit more positive and it does change my feelings inside yeah. a bit I don't know uh, if I'm explaining myself very well because I'm, I'm no. not I think you are. I mean, it's essentially what I find interesting about yours is in that you use it as a way of of kind of expressing and 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 reacting. Which I do see painting is that I do I, I see in my head painting and drawing are very separate. They're not yeah. things which I collide together. I don't paint often, and it was only recently when I did my paintings on stream. Yeah, it's really good time. seeing that. By the way, like that's the only time I've ever really painted in, any, in front of anyone since college. Um, but I see them. I see painting as probably one of the most cathartic acts. Yeah, it is. So what's interesting about yours is because yours is so figurative and because you do have so much detail, whereas when I do it, I'm very much just aiming to get paint on a canvas. <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes I'm just doing that as well. Yeah. And I, I always see that as my base stage. Okay. Like, you know, so for the, the base layer of my paint, painting, I will 
I will just predominantly just slap on, just try and cover the canvas basically. Um, And then, you know, I do work in layers a lot. Mm -hmm. I find that very helpful for me. I'm not, I stopped doing art, um, you know, when I, I I did go to college and I did do the first year in, um, I did start off doing Mm A-levels and I did art, business studies, psychology, music and music technology. That's a combination. Yeah, I know, but bear with me. But I dropped out of business studies. Okay. (laughs) I failed psychology. Okay. And so I just passed art, music and music technology. Stick to the good subjects. Which (laughs) tells you a lot about, you know, where my skills lie. And it's not in paperwork. Yeah. I I think that's, I always want to see that happen when people go to college and that there's always like that one academic subject, which someone's thrown, like I did it. I went, when I went to college, I did uh, photography, fine art, media and English. English. And I was like, yeah, I'll do, I'll do English. I'll do English combined and I'll, I'll do that. And I dropped out of that after the first year. Yeah. And it's, it's weird, isn't it? Because I'm not going to lie. Psychology still fascinates me to this yeah. day and I, I like you I listen to podcasts that are about like you know cults and how can how can um someone's brain be manipulated and how can um someone seem so powerful and and you know all these and I'm so I find psychopaths so interesting yeah the subject again I find psychopaths so interesting because I feel so far removed from them. Like I literally okay. cry if I see a pigeon dead in the road. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I, and so what fascinates me is that that what would it be like to feel nothing? You know, yeah. like I find I'm hindered a lot by my feelings. Okay, that's because that. So I mean, one of the reasons I enjoy learning about a lot of those personalities is because when I learn about them, I see things which are essentially within me. Yeah, yeah. You're telling me that you're a serial killer, Graham. No, I'm, no, I'm, good. I'm saying there's potential. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I kind of, I always listen to him and watch him and I'm like, yeah, you know, what? I can see a lot of traits of me in this. But yeah. at the same time, because I found a way to process that information through yeah. art, I never ended up like that because I was, you know, I was, I was supported. I was brought up and, and supported, whereas they obviously usually come from quite broken situations. Yeah, okay. I, yeah. yeah, I 100% understand that side of things so you know for me there was a lot of reasons why I was that loud vocal Mm -hmm. well you know loud gobby girl when I was a teenager and it's because I'd suffered abuse when I was 14 years old and then I kind of went off the rails you know so and when I left college Mm -hmm. I started working at a school for expelled students and nine out of ten of those students really strong reasons as to why they were in the places they were in the place of then the only reason why I didn't is because I had this ridiculously supportive family and really strong group of of friends that I'm still friends with now so yeah that is really really valid yeah yeah I think that's that's kind of the thing that's why I'm so passionate about doing things like the podcast and and the little like social projects I do to give as many people that opportunity and just you've put a lot 
in throughout the whole lockdown. It's easy. There's like half hour a day. <laughs> well, I mean, you say that, but it's not. There's a lot of work in the background that people don't realise. Yeah. No, oh. no, you're playing it down, yeah. but yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll allow you to play it down. It's good. I think I posted the other day. YouTube sent me a um, like a notification to say how many hours of content I'd uploaded. Yeah, and I'd seen that, and then someone messaged me and it's like, "Yeah, and you realise that doesn't include all the live streams you did throughout the year as well." And I was like, "Yeah, but they don't count. They don't really they count. They do count, of course they count. Yeah, but, yeah. No, that's the I mean, was it a lot of hours then? Well, so last lock. So I mean, we're currently in secondary lockdown yeah. series, as I'm calling it. Um, first <laughs> lockdown, we did. I did 121 episodes. So even if you take that as half an hour an episode, that's still 21 episodes. I mean, that's yeah. good going, isn't it? And then this time round, I mean, I'm currently at 42. TV series don't last yeah. that long. But then you know they want an audience, Never. whereas I don't care about an audience. <laughs> if no one watched, I'd still be there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's, that's not, not my painting, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and do you not feel like it's therapy in itself, you know, when you're yeah. talking through things? I mean, so um, it's just, you know, sometimes speaking things aloud is, is it's like a journal, isn't it? You're just yeah. not writing it down, you're speaking it. Well, a vlog, that's what it is. Yeah, I mean, that's essentially all, all mine is. I'm not a fantastic writer in any way, shape or form. And when I started doing podcasts i started doing them to work through what i was going through at the time yeah. and it was just it was an, a space for me to shout into which was hence the name yelling at concrete you know i'm just i'm yelling at nothing i'm yelling at something i can't change so it's just persistently there and then the same with kind of creating artwork i think yeah. as much as creating a final piece is important i think the journey you take creating that piece is is, is you working out it's you working through what you're working through yeah, I mean, for me, that's the nail on the head. I mean, mm. you know, it's 100% um, what my art means to me. It's it's the process of it. It's mm. the, you know, there's a part of it that I don't like doing. You While you're midway through and I'll start hating the painting that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's part of it. I feel like that's part of counseling and self-awareness and um what's that can i swear on your podcast graham no, no. Okay. good i've been holding back <laughs> all the way through so there's that so saying polite. in there yeah. there's that saying in there where um the the truth will set you free but mm. first it'll piss you off yeah and is it gloria someone who said it or i can't quite remember some feminist or yeah or no. someone, and then it was used in NERD song Lemonade as well at the beginning. It's also in a, it's in a song by um, Beyond the Horizon as well, I think. Is it? Yeah, because they did yeah. a song called Mantra, which is all about forming a cult. Hang on, gonna... That's going to fascinate me straight away. I've got to listen <laughs> to that song. Um, so yeah, it's yeah, and I, and I believe that, and I think there's there's an aspect of that to um, to painting yeah the um it was midway through the the journey of it yeah i don't like what it's telling me or i don't like um how i've laid the paint down and then it's about me manipulating Mm -hmm. the um the ending yeah so each painting is like a mini story in itself you know 
Do you find, I mean... God, I sound pretentious. No, that's important, though. <laughs> this is, I think this is the thing which I think it gets ignored a lot when you see visual stuff. Like, yeah. this is, it's that important thing. If this is the stuff you can't know, but the stuff as artists you do know, you kind of look yeah. at stuff and you go, yeah, that's been through a lot. You know, I, I recognize the artist. And that's why we, we value modern art even alongside kind of more fine art stuff is because yeah. we look at it and we go, actually, that cube on a table probably took that person nine months to think about putting that cube on the table, even though, you know, it's yeah, high sure. level pretension. But yeah. I think recognizing that and going, okay, you know, the general public aren't always going to know that. So we, that's why, that's why I like a lot of figurative stuff and a lot of stuff, which is easier to connect to because yeah. the public can connect to that. And that's why I make the work I make is I it's, try to bend that. It's difficult, isn't it? Because I feel like I went through a whole process in, in my art journey that was what, what do people want to see me doing? Mm. What is it that people want from me? And that is not the way to go about it. I don't, I don't feel because that's not you're never going to do a good job then you know I mean I find it interesting you I mean you 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 use social media to get feedback on work mid-process I do yeah I do I find that fascinating because I'd never do that so um so part of me is quite needy okay and um it's okay, I've been through a whole journey with self-awareness. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> the part of me is quite needy. Baby of six children. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a big family. It's a big family. And mm-hmm. I was always kind of money called And then also because of my illnesses and, mm-hmm. you know, like I've, I've, I've always, I've always, um, I had CBD therapy. Um, okay. No, CBT, sorry. Not CBT, CBT, CBD, CBD therapy. <laughs> That's I mean, that'd be some good therapy, but <laughs> in a few years' time, there will be that therapy, won't yeah. there? But, Hopefully. Um, yeah, but I had CBT therapy a few years back, and that was when I was was having um, some really serious um, surgery. It was when I could still hear my internal sounds. So, mm. you, you know, I needed a lot of different coping mechanisms for that. Mm. And I went to the therapy and he quite quickly established that I need reassurance a lot. Right. So, and I always remember when I was leaving the session and I, um, I'd been crying and I said to him, Oh, do I look okay? Like before I went out of the room and he was like, I'm not going to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, But it was perfect. It was a perfect yeah. response for a, a therapist to make because that's the whole point, in it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think there's an element of that which, you know, I'm not proud of. But also mm-hmm. I do like yeah. involving people in the work. And sometimes I can have looked at something for so long mm-hmm. that I need that outside perspective of yeah. like, do you think this or that? You know, and so, um, and I do like involve, I like, when it comes to subject matter, deciding what I want to do, that's why I'm not that great at doing commissions and things like that, because it's literally just painting what someone else wants me to paint in in the way they want you to paint it. Yeah. Uh, But I do, don't get me wrong, I I do like like doing the pet commissions that I do Mm -hmm. once I get into them. It's just you have to be in that mindset. Yeah. 
Um, but when it comes to the other stuff, I feel like I'll, I'll have a roundabout idea of what I want to do. And then there'll just be some elements that I'm like, oh, good hand. You yeah. know? Just, just inform that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, don't, I, I think I recognized you the other day. It's like when I, I essentially just like to troll an audience mm. as, as much as possible. And yeah. when I get negative feedback, that's what encourages me. Do you get negative feedback? Oh, definitely. Because I'm, and this is the thing. Like, I, I post. If I post my work, I'll post it everywhere. I'll post it to safe spaces like Instagram, which are very supportive. But I'll post it on kind of public forums where I know no one's interested. I mean, like, I feel like I'm so old to this world still. You know, like I don't. Sorry, new to this world still. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm different I'm, backgrounds. Yeah. I'm an old person in this new world. Old person, new world. That's not a bad way to be, though. I think this, like I still love the idea of um, kind of street art and, and graffiti and stuff I like love, that. I love street because, art. I mean, know. it's just expressive to me. Yeah. It's just yeah. Like, I can see why people would be annoyed by it. You know, I could see I can see the reasoning behind someone being annoyed by it. But at the same time, part I of me is like, like hmm, someone I can annoy you. Just randomly came and painted something on my house. Yeah. I wouldn't best be pleased if we hadn't had a discussion about it and yeah. you know it and they're not a very good artist I mean like I'd have I might have a few issues there don't yeah. get me wrong I actually don't like that term that I just said not a good artist because what is a good artist I 100% think that everybody could find a style that would suit them and would be a good artist you know like eventually yeah yeah, yeah I do I, I do I think I think there's different formats yeah of art and there's so many different formats of art that you can you will find something that will suit you most definitely i think with my my, i mean i have quite a maybe not a narrow view of art um but i i think anything which is is classified as expression can be what i know what tends to irritate me is when you get um yeah. People who classify themselves as artists, but they only do like photorealistic reproductions and things yeah. like that. And I'm, I'm, I'm completely appreciative of what they're doing is, is talent, is technique it's and talent. Skill levels deserve, yeah. yeah. But I'm always, um, for me, I'm always looking for the concept. I'm always groping and going, you need to, you need to give me a message with this yeah. in order yeah. for it to be art to me. So. I would say that I very much like imperfections mm-hmm. and photorealistic stuff doesn't do it for me because there's, n- there's no imperfections there. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, that's not real life to me. You know, yeah. I want to see something. I want to see something that I know has been painted. Yeah. Yeah. Like, think- otherwise I'll just get a photo. I'm not degrading that work because you know, I, I can't do that. It's yeah. incredible. And it takes observational skills that I haven't got and patience yeah. I haven't got as well, you know? Well, um, I think that's the crazy thing. Like, I think when we think of like masterworks, like big paintings, which you've known throughout the world, it's like you think of the sunflowers by Van Gogh. Yeah. Know? That's not a photorealistic painting. No, definitely not. It's really the reason, not. Yeah. The reason yeah. you like it is because it's not a photorealistic painting. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And um one of the one of my favorite artists mm-hmm. um is an artist called Ashley Longshaw and mm-hmm. um, she's an American New York artist she's current she's still you know she's still alive and kicking um and her stuff is just color and 
um, out there stuff. She's done some self-portraits of herself naked where mm-hmm. she's like, um, she's sat like all like, you know, hunched over, hunched over and, with, yeah. with kiddie face paint all over her. And, and it's just fun. Yeah. You know, like it's, she just has fun. She does a lot of like typography that is like, you know, witty. Yeah. Slogans over what she, what she does. Yeah. Um, that's interesting that that's your favorite kind of art as well. Yeah. Compared to I, what you so, create. Yeah. Um, but I just, I love her energy. I yeah. think that's, that's what it, I get. For, I think I, 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 I think she's my favorite artist. I didn't say my favorite artwork, but she's my favorite artist because of the person she is as well. Like she has so much energy, so much sort of positivity. Yeah. But with humor, you know, like she's not one of them positive people that's going, okay, everybody, let's all just take a moment to appreciate the finer things. She's not like, she's like that. She's like, fuck this. This is fucking the fucking tits. Let's, you know, she's just, What's crazy? You're basically just describing young you. <laughs> She's just doing what you did as a teenager. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, but she's successful. Ah, okay. <laughs> you could do that though. Quite. No, I know. And and um, uh, who else as well? I mean, like, uh, also, I mean, so an artist that I grew up loving and and still love, who is the opposite maybe to that, okay. would be like Geiger. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I love Geiger's work. In fact, he's he was the artist that I studied for my DCSE project. Yeah. Like really dark, yeah, and really um, phallic. <laughs> Very phallic. <laughs> I remember he was the artist that did Alien when yeah. he designed Alien and a lot of the sets to Alien. I vividly remember getting the the like the Tashin HR Geiger book and oh, wow. like opening it up and I'd borrowed it from the library at college and I took yeah. it home and I was like I feel like I need to hide this from my parents like it's, you, it's so, so pornographic yeah and there's like weird things with babies yeah and, and embryos and it's just it's and I remember, like, you know, studying studying the artist and taking his work home and and having to, to you know, even discuss my project with my mum. And it's like, yeah. why do you like this stuff? And I'm like, because it's fascinating. I think he was one of the, the first artists I found which showed sexuality in such a big way, but something something which I could yeah. kind of more relate to. Because yeah, I'd it, had. It was in a. It was in a dark way, yeah, but it, not in a dark way. As in, there was always life in there. You know, yeah. it, it was. There was. It was never about death. No, it was about but life. It's not dark in that sense. Yeah. Yeah, bizarre, like, but yeah, just fascinating. God, I've had a lot of, um, like, I mean, even when you think of kind of like nudes and stuff like that when being pride shown that it had all be, always been shown in quite a sky blue style, you know, right. it'd be very re- realistic, artistic nudes, romantic nudes. 
and then to have some some artists come along and actually go actually no here's a visceral edge to every nude ever (laughs) yeah yeah here's a woman with tubes coming out of her nipples going into an embryo which is in her stomach still yeah you know and and then beneath her is a phallic penis growing out of a machine on the ground it was like what the hell is this but but you'd look at it for hours, wouldn't you? Yeah. All the different pictures and stuff. He also did, um, you know, being very mu- into music mm. when I was growing up and stuff as well. He also did Debbie Debbie Harry's album cover. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what I did was I did self portrait uh, in Geiger style mm-hmm. as me as Debbie Harry. Okay. With uh, the the pins going through my neck but also going all the way up through my head as well. Yeah. And then uh, I was like kind of looking up. So the camera angle that I took was from like, you know, down here. So it was like yeah. a, bit, a bit grim looking. Yeah. And then, and then, um, yeah, use that as my GCSE project. So, Sounds like a good GCSE so. project. Yeah. 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 I was a bit macabre. I did it. I also did like a little Buddha. Okay. That a uh, massive cardboard cut out of a Buddha, but you could open his robe up, and inside you could see all his organs and things like that. And then it would newspaper cutouts with rope on the inside. It's what's on the inside that counts. Oh, right. that's so cute! <laughs> I love that. That's great. Well, it's meant to be a bit grim as well, though. Like yeah. saying, you know. There's a few messages like we're all the same on the inside, essentially poking fun at the saying that people say as well. Um, You know, just. I mean, you you said that there was a little macabre. I I think your work now still has the edge of macabre. I want it. I. So what fascinates me is differences. So I like I like the hard with the soft. Mm -hmm. I like masculine with feminine. I like. I like mix. I like mixing things, you know. Yeah. So I'll do a skull, mm-hmm. but then I'll do the skull with a delicate um, uh, china plate design yeah. on it, you know. So yeah. there's that. I think skulls are quite known for being quite a hard symbol, and then you know I do other ones with flowers and things like that on them as well. Um, so yeah, I think that is, that's something that I'd like to be known for. If I paint a beautiful woman, I will paint her with a lot of attitude. Yeah. That has to be, um, has to be key, I think. So if I was to paint a male, which, Mm -hmm. you know, I really don't do. I think I find them harder because you can't put makeup on the eyes so the features are less pronounced maybe that makes sense it makes sense i mean that's that's kind of it's interesting that you you think of it in terms of those like what you'd be able to achieve technically with Mm. it kind of thing like i don't tend to draw a lot of portraits in any way shape or form yeah um and it is it's something which i tend to avoid really so but at the same time like i I've, when I think of ones which I have drawn, I don't tend to draw women. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I mean, obviously, like, there's an element of painting what we identify with as yeah. well. Yeah. 
um, and I think so a, a lot of the women that I paint has me in them in a sense mm, yeah. Um, but yeah I do I think sometimes though I think if I was to paint a man I would I would quite like to paint more of um, an effeminate man an yeah. androgynous man I think that would be my probably direction I don't know I, I don't know maybe I, that's a, that's a challenge really for yourself like, yeah, I think it is. 2021. You yeah. Know, starts painting guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, I don't I, I think I struggle. Yeah, I, this, I, I think that's the kind of thing, like when I'm, cause I'm looking at the rest of the year thinking, what can I do? Mm. Yeah, uh, I've got what, one left, you know. <laughs> it's, it's December. I always take December to do to do whatever I want to do. Um, and <coughs> one of the things good. I'm kind of looking at is doing more sculpture stuff. Because I, I I love the idea of doing mixed media sculpture. I always have done little bits of it in college and thinking, okay, I need to challenge myself at some point and go out and do that. So I think that's yeah. with a view to the rest of twenty twenty one. I'm like, okay, I want I want to see I want to see people change their style. I want to see people mix up and go. Let's do something, even if it's just once. Just like yes. So I so I mean I do I'm not educated in the sense of I haven't been to university I haven't you know I dropped out of A-levels after that first year and I then moved to do music full-time so um, I'm not educated when it comes to art or business or the the world when it comes to that sort of thing and um, when I've watched a lot of because I do watch a lot of YouTube self-help videos and and uh, how other people have, have propelled their careers and, and yeah. things like that. I think YouTube is amazing for yeah. just searching how to do anything really. So I've watched quite a lot of videos where people have said identify a style and stick with that. Okay. And I I I can't seem to be able to do that. Yeah, so I, do I that. like yeah, I like mixing things up and um you know I think you either I think a lot of the time people are either portrait artists or they're wildlife artist yeah and i can't be one or the other yeah i like sometimes doing paintings where there's animals and someone in there as well you know yeah so you gotta you, I, yeah. I, I think you have to that kind of uh, yeah that kind of annoys me as a, as a concept of find what you're good at and stick with it to yeah. me if I was good at one thing and I became known good for that one thing, I'd instantly want to change whatever I was doing. Yeah, because then it becomes uh, constrictive, right? Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, you know me for painting, you know, roses. Okay, cool. I'm never going to paint a rose ever again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah you just start working against the grain, don't yeah. you? I'm just going to. I'm going to paint turnips from now on. Why? Just because <laughs> I can. Also, I had a long-standing joke with my best mate. Every time she'd lose inspiration and ask me what to paint or what she should do, I'd, every time I'd say a cabbage, I'd always say cabbage, do a cabbage, do a cabbage. And she'd be like, will you stop telling me to paint cabbages? I mean, I draw potatoes, so I can't really talk. I do love the spud man, yeah. I do, I do all He's a good character, yeah. All the potatoes. Yeah, so, like, for me personally, art uh, has been... Uh, my therapy mm -hmm. it has been the way that I process um, it has been the way that I uh, do mindfulness 
a lot of the time you know I think there's there's an element I know sometimes you have to concentrate a bit more than on on some paintings than others but I find uh so hang on a second there's so you can see the I'm showing the China plate. Yeah, China plate school. Like design school. Yeah. Yeah. And so this one is very labour intensive. Yeah. But a lot of the details are quite repetitive. Yeah. So it you do end up getting into like a trance-like meditative state while you're doing a piece like this because it's so detail heavy so you yeah. just find yourself just repeating these little details over and over and over again so before you know it you've forgotten whatever was on your mind and that was bothering you and you are literally just focused on that one small task that you're doing yeah um, go wrong and just paint over it yeah credit no problem that's, that's the way to do it i think that i think that rounds us out nicely as a message for the world of yeah. getting into art and using it as as therapy and, and a process for working through things i think as, as well i think the thing i always say is a lot of especially a lot of artists who who do sell work we get into a habit of trying to think all right well what can i do with this and how can i make it profitable and we forget yeah. we can just use it for ourselves we forget That's we can go oh actually no i'm going to paint something doesn't matter what happens with it i'm never going to show anyone i'm just doing it for me but I think the general public can use that to process everything. And I think our issue is, is that we try and shoot everything to suit our audience. Mm -hmm. But what we actually need to do is find our audience because, um, you know, they're probably just not our audience and that's okay. You know, they might be an audience a bit later on with something else that you do. Uh, You know, those particular pieces that you do, they're not going to suit everybody. And, I think when you start changing your style to suit the audience and to suit people to buy your artwork, um, you lose what makes your art special. Definitely. I completely agree with that. And I think that's a a lovely point to finish on, Jan. I think that rounds us out nicely. Well, I've got to say, I've had a lovely chat with you. Good, good. Hopefully it wasn't as terrifying as you, you may have no. thought it was going to be in the beginning. <laughs> no, it's like I said, anything new is just uh, berserk to me. I just need like a few hours of like, psyching myself up to something. But yeah, I just, I'm just a person who has a lot of, a lot of energy. So anxiety sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But thank you for coming along, even though we had to do it remotely, even though we planned doing it on person. But we had to I know. Yeah, we will we'll do it again in person another yeah. day yeah we're back when you know i'm painting turnips and, and you're painting men yeah you know, <laughs> maybe i'll paint you graham oh don't do that <laughs> <laughs> you struggle to paint me <laughs> i struggle that to paint beard. i'll struggle to paint the beard yeah that'll take some time um <laughs> thank you for joining players. me well thanks ever so much for having me and uh yeah yeah. I'll, I'll leave links in, in, in my description and stuff for you to check out Yana, but uh, we will talk to these guys later.